Hey, welcome to episode number 152 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording on March the 6th, 2022. My name is Eric, I'm the host of the show, based in Southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. Hey everybody, I'm Brad. I'm from Eastern Ontario. I've been in preparedness in some way, shape or form since the ice storm of 98. Constantly trying to better myself. So Ian was here about uh, five seconds ago. He decided to bail because he said something about not liking the audience and the listeners and such. So he disappeared. But, uh, if you want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We've got uh, the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the Tactical Velcro patch because Tactical makes everything better. Uh, you can get those at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, all proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we have, uh, and we want your feedback, sorry, good, bad, or anything else, just a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. I can see Ian is in the live chat here making yeah, excuses. Too. Yeah, something about hotel internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've got some wartime content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some uh, recent news articles. Then we're going to update you on what we've done lately for our own preparedness. Then we're going to get into the main topic. The Ukraine discussion continued. So let's move into some news, shall we? So we've got one here from The Verge. It's actually a pretty interesting uh, article. Uh, it talks about BBC News. Uh, they were blocked in Russia uh, during the uh, the whole Russia-Ukraine uh, invasion that's going on right now. So they've uh, they've switched over to shortwave, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of they're going back going to the <laughs> they're going back to the World War II era of broadcasting, uh, and yep. they are they're actually broadcasting out their shows via shortwave. Um, so they're doing that uh, on frequencies of uh, one five seven five three five kilohertz uh, from four p.m. to six p.m. and fifty eight seventy five kilohertz from ten p.m. to midnight, and that's a local Ukraine time. So uh, I found that kind of interesting. That's uh, a, a neat way of uh, getting around that block. Yeah, as long as they can get some news up there, right? Yeah, exactly. Like so. it's. Uh, it's kind of like they said, the, the old school way of doing it, but it's effective and it gets information out there and it gets it to people that want to hear it that uh, aren't allowed to hear it right now because BBC has been blocked. So yeah, I thought that was kind of, kind of neat. One, and I, uh, I might even try to pick up the, uh, the transmission if I can here at one point at night. Oh, have you been able to, or you just started? Not yet. No, I, I had heard that they were starting to do that, but uh, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to try and pick it up. I don't know. I don't know if I'll even be able to pick it up here or not, but can always try. You never know. Yeah. That's half the fun yeah. of radio, right? Now I'm just wondering, do you know anybody else that would be able to pick it up and send well, it anybody with, or, or? Uh, well, anybody with a shortwave radio would be able to technically pick it up if the frequency is strong enough to get to where you are. But uh, you could yeah. also, if, uh, if you can't get it at, uh, at your current location where you are, you could hop on uh, a web SDR, so you could check out like Kiwi SDR, which is uh, like a software-defined radio. So someone's hooked the radio up to the internet, uh, and then somewhere in the world they've hooked the radio up, so you can actually use your internet connection to tune their radio and, and listen. So you could always pop around uh, on those, and you could hear it there as well. You'll have to walk me so. through that later and how to do that. I'd be interesting to, can, to listen in and see what's going on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to show you how to how to do that, and that's a license free thing because it's only listening, so you can you can listen yeah, all you want yeah. on those on those radios. So, yeah, thankfully, um, one closer to home here, the uh, the People's Convoy down in the U.S. has uh, gotten to Washington D.C. and has encircled it now. A bunch of people here on uh, different chats, whatnot, saying they're they're all getting caught up in the mess and. The truck drivers need to go home and basic stuff that we had here in Canada, but just no, no real news articles about it anywhere, yeah. which kind of sucks. It'd be nice to know yeah. more about it. Yeah, it would. Uh, I can see in the live chat here, Chris is mentioning that uh, BBC is not banned. They just decided to pull out like many others. Yeah. So, hey, you know, it, it, uh, I guess it all depends on your take of, of what happened and who knows, they're banned yeah. and tried to pull out. 
who, who knows yeah, what they, the uh, what the actual story is. All we know is they're, they're no longer broadcasting and they've found a way around it. So you know, draw your but, own conclusions hey, still, there. Yeah. Still able to get some news yeah. out. Exactly. Like you said, draw yeah. your own conclusions, right? Yeah. Let's see, uh, Freya is asking in the live chat where everybody is tonight. Where is everybody? Well, hey, they, uh, you know. Well. He said, Ian decided to bail last second on us. Something about poor internet connection. Who knows? And uh, Jeff, Jeff decided Jeff to whine about being tired. Yeah, so, you know, there's that. Scott's just old and he's been in bed for hours. Yeah, he has been. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. And then we know that, oh. uh, that uh, <laughs> Ian and Alan just are the same person. So, that's right. So they're that's kept why, out, so. Alan, because yep. we know Ian yep. and yep. Yep. So, yeah, so, it is what it is. Just you and I holding the fort down. Yeah. Oh, see, I see panelists hanging out in the live chat, but they're not on the show because there's Scott. <laughs> ah, Scott, uh, isn't hey. it past your bedtime? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. He must have his tablet in bed with him. <laughs> uh, another news article here. If you haven't noticed recently, uh, gas prices are starting to spike. Oh. Uh, quite a bit it's hurt in the pocketbook already but uh yeah it's uh it's happening in this area i know what's happening in your area too brad um but oh, gas prices are nine. going up oh, 185.9 yeah, around, in cornwall oh geez it was around a buck 70 and change here and it's uh it's just going up so my brother is in newfoundland he said it was a dollar 98 a dollar 98 a dollar ninety eight. That was uh, well, my brother. He's lived there for I think it's somewhere around ten years. It's the highest he's ever seen. It. Wild. Well, I'm yeah. hearing that it's going to yeah. go up to two bucks plus, which is not good for anybody. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, I drive I, an I hour the... each way in my personal Ooh. vehicle every day to get to work. Ooh. And yeah. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's can definitely uh, be I, uh, digging into some of those fuel reserves in the back shed in the, in the near future. Might have so. to. But that is a great segue for what we've done lately for preps. We'll that let is you true. go first there, Brad. Well, um, I actually did some fuel, a little bit of fuel rotation when I found out it was uh, uh, that getting that high, I decided to take out some old gas and put some new, even though it hurt my pocketbook a little bit. And I got myself a new generator, my, nice. uh, my old Generac. I went to start it two weeks ago. I think the, uh, the rings are gone on it. So I was looking around for a new one. Uh, Lowe's actually came to the rescue. They had the uh, Furman brand, their camo version on. Uh, they were discontinuing the camo line. So they had it on for $300 down from 700 So I, I'll take wow. that one. So I got the last yeah. one in the city. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bonus. If they had another one, I would have taken it too. Yep. Uh, for sure. Um, let's see, what else did it do? Uh, looking at a, a Berkey system or that ah. type of water system. Mm -hmm. Realizing that uh, I have well water here. I have a water softener. I replaced the water softener last year. I'm still getting some funky tastes and smells in the water. Mm. Every so often, if you uh, if I do two or three loads of laundry in a row, I'll get a sulfurish smell. So I'm looking at a, a whole home system and and or a standalone Berkey system and filters and all that. And uh, yeah, that's um goes from about $300 to $900 with some extra filters. It's a little pricey. Yep. So it's, it's funny how things jump very quickly when it comes to water purification. Yeah. But not something yeah. you want to cheap out so, on though. No. So I'm, I'm, yeah. if I can find a good system to sit on the counter and some Berkey filters and whatnot, and I can mm -hmm. grab them together I'll be okay. I, I might know a guy. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so for myself, I uh, topped up the fuel cans just because, the, like we said, the the price at the pumps hurt. So top them all up before the uh, before the jump, 
it's just a buffer before obviously we're going to fill the cans up again, but at least I felt like we did something to kind of beat the man for a minute or two there. Uh, got into the, uh, solar, solar panel world or the solar game, uh, grabbed 120 watt, uh, foldable panel. So I've been kind of playing around with that a little bit and it's going to be part of my whole uh, battery box build. So it was, uh, yep. it was a good deal on, uh, on Amazon. So I jumped on it and, uh, We'll see how it goes. I haven't uh, really been able to play with it too much since I got it, but uh, might take it for a spin tomorrow. So got the day off. Going to go throw the radio in the park for a bit and maybe I'll <laughs> hook that uh, hook that up as well and see how it goes. Because why not be a nerd on a day off, right? Why not enjoy yeah. it? Make some time, get some use out of it, right? Exactly. So we'll see how that so. goes, and if it works out well, then it'll be part of the battery box build as that uh, as that kind of takes shape. Uh, I see Ian here has in the uh, the chat that uh, he did some CGN deals. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Oh, free! I just told it just on the chat there that Berkey filters just went up in price. But I agree yep, with Melissa. Did. Worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah. Every I quarter they adjust their pricing. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it either goes up or down depending on pricing and availability and all that kind of fun stuff so yeah and then all the dealers have to adjust their pricing accordingly that's why everybody's got the same price on their websites so yeah what did they set the price but, not you yeah they set the price yep uh, well, or they set the price that you can advertise at you know uh -huh. so it yeah so but I won't go too much further into that because they'll <laughs> yell at me. So I happen to be a reseller. So <laughs> hey, if, you, if you can hook us up up here, I'd be more than happy. Oh, there you go. Well, so. with that, maybe we will move into the main topic, which is going to be uh, an interesting stumble through this evening because both myself and Brad are not overly well versed on uh, what's going on in Ukraine, but. Um, well, we've both been kind of working and running around and doing that kind of thing. But oh, yeah. uh, like I said, Ian bailed the last second. So here we are. We get to stumble through this and you get to listen to us stumble through it. So uh, <laughs> sorry for the stumbling, but it'll, it'll be fun. You know, it's, uh, it's an interesting situation. It's something that is definitely impacting everybody uh, around the world. And, um, you know, it's something that we need to, to pay attention to because it could have some pretty big consequences here at home as well. Uh, it's certainly already having major consequences in Ukraine, and I don't think that's any secret. But um, yeah. it's it's definitely a, it's it's a world-altering event, and it's it's a big deal, and we've seen all kinds of things. I know you guys talked about it uh, last week um, when my microphone completely decided to stop working, so I, I, I pulled an Ian and, and bailed. So, you know, it's fair, it's fair game. You know, I did it a few minutes, you know, before he did it 30 seconds, whatever it is what it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, uh, like I said, it's something that's starting to really change things around the world. We're seeing like the, the gas prices spike. Uh, it's, you know, COVID has basically disappeared off the news, <laughs> the newsreel. Uh, we're not really hearing yeah, much about that hockey. anymore. It's all Ukraine now. Hockey got more exposure than COVID did with, uh, was it Wayne Gretzky? Gretzky is like a Slovak name right in that same area. Mm -hmm. And Walter was saying that he has, uh, has descended from that area, even though he's a second generation, I think it is, yeah. and Canadian. Um, they were talking with uh, uh, two other... I don't watch hockey a lot, but I, I recognize their names. They were talking about hmm. two other well-known hockey players who are of Ukrainian or Belarusian descent. And even they were saying that, yeah, this sucks. This is horrible. So hockey got more exposure than COVID this week. Yeah. I thought that was great. And I hate hockey. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big hockey person either, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's nice to see hockey back in the, uh, in the news feeds. Uh, okay. Of course. We're so Canadian, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, Ian here in the live chat uh, has mentioned that Putin just cured COVID. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. There you go. So problem yeah, solved, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's see. So, so some stuff here in the news that's happened recently. Uh, NATO bails out on the no-fly zone. Uh, so, really, that kind of sends a message that uh, Ukraine's not going to really be relying on any kind of outside help. 
you know, yeah. lots of material helps been pledged uh, and a little bit delivered. But uh, that whole no-fly zone, I know they've been screaming for that uh, for, for quite some time, and NATO completely bailed on it, which, you know, I, I don't really do the political thing well. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. it's, it's obviously a choice that was made, and it's, uh, you know, I can see why they'd want that, but I guess they're not a member of NATO, right? I guess NATO's not going to send people to, to help them out. Uh, yeah. One big thing is the sanctions, right? Swift, yep. uh, Swift pulled the uh, pulled the pin on Russia, so that's uh, you know, I'm sure that's a pretty big financial blow to their banking system because Swift does a whole lot of transactions, right? Um, what else we have in here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Swift thing was big. The no fly zone yeah. for NATO was a big thing. Um, students from India were stuck without food, trying to rent a bus to evacuate, end up getting shot at and turned back. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's just some scary stuff going on, right? Like it's, it's and, war. And of course it's going to be scary, but. Yeah. And a lot of the disinformation is coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. saying just before the show, right. That, uh, my sister was telling me of a story she heard on the news that a gentleman from Canada went over to help his in-laws. Um, they were out of power. They had a freezer full of food. They're now down to bartering. He's cooking. He's learned how to cook on a wood stove pretty quickly because there's no power anywhere. But yet, all the news that we're seeing come out says there's still power everywhere. People are riding their bikes like normal. People are doing this, doing that. Uh, you said they were live streaming from places and posting on Instagram and whatnot. And, okay, well, what's true? What's not? Yeah. And that's half the fun on just a regular day, right? What's uh, what's true in the media, what's not. So then you throw this this situation in place, and then you throw big governments trying to you know put their agenda out there and, and what they want people to see out there. Um, yeah, what's true, what's not, what's you know what what information can you actually rely on? It's uh, it gets interesting, and it's uh, you know it's it's a balancing act, and it's it's a matter of kind of reading all kinds of different sources, and then piecing together where in the middle the story yeah. kind of lines up and that's probably closer to your truth right yeah all like all i can picture is that atypical crazy guy with the big bulletin board in his room with all the news articles and all of the strings going to everything to figure out <laughs> what's that's what we wanted that's the truth yep. over there there it is there I'm, it is I'm over there that, yeah i'm not that crazy and i sure yeah. shit ain't doing that <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, now the scary stuff that um, has really made the news the last week is the nuke plant. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Russia was shelling. Uh, from what I heard, was the one of the biggest nuke plants um, in that part in of the world, and uh, yeah, in Europe, and they uh, they were shelling it, which. Uh, um, no. Yeah, I don't. I, no, yeah, I don't think that's a. <laughs> I don't know what's going through their head if that's what actually happened. And again, it's one of those things where one side says it never happened, one side says it did. It did, right? It's. Yep. Yeah. You know, who knows, right? But if that did happen, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. And now it's. Uh, I. It's in control of the comments, Russians, right? Yeah, I saw some comments on some of the videos that were coming off of that. Uh, that nuke plant and they were saying the the, the video was so poor quality that mm -hmm. it could have been somebody standing there with a flare waving right. it around to simulate that it was a fire and it was total fake propaganda and who knows yeah that's like we said that's half the fun of this whole uh this whole getting through the media thing oh ian decided to show oh, up yeah you guys suck yeah we do <laughs> we totally do I said it at the beginning that we're not very well versed on this, so it was going to no. be painful. Well, first of all, okay, yeah, I got. To, I had to wait for my computer to restart, but I, I thought I'd do the, the Rogers fix, the Control Alt Delete, to see if this is actually going to work. But, yeah, so right. I was commenting from, commenting from the phone. But anyway, can we back it up a bit? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I, to, I told you at the beginning of this before you ran away. You are our expert tonight, so oh, please do come and save us. Oh, okay. I will. Pour, I will pour my beer and enjoy. Yes, the <laughs> so yeah, of course they were live streaming and mm -hmm. yep. posting videos uh, to YouTube and, and TikTok and everything else. And so yeah, they were actually saying like, okay, so in their particular area because they're in the southeast, they were cut off of food and or sorry, uh, 
power, and they were having to collect water from their, you know, uh, rain downspouts and everything else because that's the only way they can get stuff. So they decided to, like, you know, pull up their own socks and, and, and get going. So they, they did find a bus, they got shot at and turned back, even though they said they were a bunch of students and everything else. But yeah. the other side said there was Ukrainians hiding in the bus trying to escape, so they had to shoot at them, you know, because they were evil enemy troops. So again, who do you believe, right? Like, there's so much yeah. misinformation and disinformation going on that. But, like you said, the nuke plants too. Like, yeah, supposedly it was on fire, and it was about to leak massive radiation, like Chernobyl was too. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the other one there, the largest nuclear plant in Europe, was supposedly on fire and leaking radiation instantly. And yet, when the Russians actually finally rolled in, there was no radiation leak and there's no fire. So, yeah, who's actually going to benefit if there's a radiation plant on fire that's at the Russians' fault. I mean, clearly the Ukrainians would be the, the the victims there, justify other people coming in to help them out, and so on and so on. So I think they're they're drumming up a lot of media coverage mm-hmm. that's obviously very negative against Russia in order to drum up support and give a, a casus belli, as they like to call it, um, for the Russians yeah. or for the uh, NATO countries to come in. Um, so I'm starting to get a little bit wary of anything coming out of there because it just seems they're either trying to drum up support. Or just trying to make Putin such a boogeyman that people are going to be demanding their countries get involved, but it's the dumbest thing they could do right now. Like yep. that no-fly zone. I mean, if he starts shooting down Russian fighters uh, because they're overhead Ukrainian troops, I mean, that's going to escalate, right? Like I mean, that's a yeah. problem. Well, it absolutely, right? it is. Yep. So I laugh at all these these countries that have like all pledged to help, including our own. Like we we promised to send weapons and and material help and everything. You know, Everybody gets as far as the Polish border, then they're like, well, how do we truck it in? Because if we send our own troops in there, they're going to get shot at. And that's a problem. And if we give it to the, the Ukrainians at the border, well, then clearly the Russians are going to know where to shoot it up. And, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's this massive problem. So everybody wants to help, but nobody wants to cross that border with their own stuff because then that becomes, you're actually supplying, you know, troops to a, you know, to a conflict, right? So then, you know, it's, it's worse than Laos in, in Vietnam, right? Like, you've got some issues there. Um, so this is fast becoming like a, a media war more than anything else because um, they can't provide any military help, so they might as well supply media help to try and public support for it. Would this be a case of uh, was that movie Wag the Dog? Hundred percent. Or uh, wasn't it was it Iron Man where they had Ben Kingsley playing the Osama bin Laden wannabe, and they said, "Well, I'm actually not really a, yes. a bad guy. I'm just an actor, but I'm trying." You know, and sure enough, they got an actor in charge of Ukraine. So what does that tell you? I mean, an actor that dances around in four-inch heels, nonetheless. <laughs> so, and that's not fake news. That's actually he did that, and he admitted it. He said, "Yeah, that's totally me." So, anyway. Um, oh boy. Yeah, so the SWIFT thing, I want to talk about that quickly, too. So, yep. yeah, they cut off the SWIFT, SWIFT financial system as part of a sanction uh, against Russia. But the Chinese system called SIPS, right, like CIPS, and it basically you're going to be nudging one major country over to the Chinese system and away from the U.S. system. You're going to create less reliance on the U.S. dollar. You're going to make the U.S. less of a reserve currency. It's going to come around and shoot us in the foot for that. Like, it's not going to help us long term. You know, like some of these, these sanctions they've introduced, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what they're thinking because I understand Boeing and Airbus cutting off like airplane parts and support and saying, yeah, you guys are bad. And by the same token, long term, they're, they're cutting off a lot of customer bases. And, you know, Chinese make airplanes too. Um, <laughs> it's an industry. But also, the, but then they turned around and said, okay, well, off of your Xbox accounts and your iPhones, that'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think Pooty yeah. Poot cares about his Xbox account and whether or not his Call of Duty is going to, you know, games are going to be saved or not. No. But, um, and by the same token, there was like uh, cutting off iPhones. Well, if China invades Taiwan, are you going to cut off their iPhone when they make iPhones in China? Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and so, anyways, uh, interesting thing is so as of this afternoon, so Russia announced that, sure enough, because of the sanctions, they've decided to create their own uh, MasterCard and Visa replacement system called uh, Mir, which is Russian for peace, <laughs> ironically enough. And uh, yeah, so they're actually going to partner up with China in a system called Union Pay and uh, start up with their own credit card system. So once again, you, you basically oh. cut, out, cut out North American banks from a large customer base. So I don't know, it's going to be very interesting long term hmm. to see how that goes. That um, is interesting, yeah. Yeah, so these sanctions seem to be going anywhere. And like, we you guys talked briefly about the uh, the media thing, but you know, Maersk, the big shipping line, 
they basically you know this stand where they said, well, okay, anything that has a even a single container on a container ship that's going to or from Russia can now no longer be processed, um, even if it's on the ship and it's anywhere along the itinerary. Yeah, we're gonna you know show those Russians by making sure we cut it off. But now you've got twenty percent of all shipping is going to be affected because they can't make port anywhere. Yeah, because they've got a Russian Maersk, shipping. Maersk is Maersk is a huge company. Oh yeah, it's just it's getting nasty. It's very much an economic war right now, and in, in a war of opinion, uh, I think more. Is. But a few lessons to be taken away from that for sure. Like, who has a freaking shortwave nowadays? Yeah, Eric does. Yeah, well, got, Eric. Got a few, look, look at a few in front of me here, yep. He's, he's, he's <laughs> but, I mean, so the average person, like, okay, so red dot only, right? But, I mean, yep. uh, you know, with the, the transmitting behind the lines. But, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great that the BCBDC is trying to, you know, circumvent this banning by transmitting on shortwave. But, how, how, I mean, how many average citizens that don't listen to this podcast actually have a shortwave? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, there's been a lot of interesting on here like that's for sure yeah and the yeah. other thing is too is of course you, you're hearing in the media how the, the the russian offensive is stalled and you know um they're kicking ass and you know they're on the gates of russia like we said last week they're on the gates of moscow but yeah. mass conscription you know the males can't leave the country uh they've mm-hmm. upped the conscription age to 65 or no upper limit now oh wow Ooh. which has gone a little bit silly and they've got i think they've lowered it down to no minimum age either just show up with the passport and they're claiming all these foreign troops are signing up. Like something like eighteen thousand foreign troops have arrived, but I don't know how that's going to work when you don't speak the language. But yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, like there's a lot of skis and chucks around Edmonton, but I guarantee very few of them actually speak Ukrainian. So all right, point point gun, pull trigger at that guy. <laughs> yeah. But again, so okay, so you're sitting in a, in a crowded building and you're in some sort of urban scenario. And you hear something that sounds like an Eastern Slavic language. Do you know if it's Russian? Not a nope. clue. Can't tell I can understand. I, I totally get you. Yep. That's like from a distance. Would you tell us the difference between Spanish and Portuguese? Yep. Not <laughs> happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. yep. Again, you got me on that one. Yep. Yeah. It's oh man, what a mess this whole thing is going to be. Um, let's, let's, you guys skip right over. Fast, fast maneuvering. Hey, we're, we're jumping everywhere. We're trying to make it sound like we knew what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. So the other interesting <laughs> lesson, too. So, of course, globalism was supposed to be a, such a great thing, too, right? So, yeah, Germany, of course, they're talking about banning Russian imports to cut them off the uh, financial taps and everything else. They turn right around and they admit that by turning off the energy imports from Russia, I think his exact words that he used, the German chancellor, was it would affect social cohesion. Hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> that sounds to me like kind of Mad Max stuff. So, I mean, yeah, if you cut off energy supplies to Europe over the course of the next winter, well, there's people freezing to death, for one, but you're not going to have a whole bunch of people happy with the government. But as you guess, just goes to show you how, because of all these economies being interlinked, you can't, like, unless you're in energy independent, you can't pull off stuff like that and expect to get away with it. So, I don't know. What affects, what affects one affects many. Oh, yep. yeah. Like, I don't know. The, uh, did you guys talk about the Polish Air Force? I can't remember. Where I was. Nope. Yeah, so the Polish Air Force was supposedly going to give up a bunch of their airplanes this morning to uh, Ukraine, and the U.S. was going to supply uh, one-for-one trade and give them F-16s, and they were going to send their own rigs to uh, Ukraine to to join the fight. Polish Air Force came, or actually Polish government came right out and said, that is totally not true. <laughs> we can't yeah. do that because we'll be at war with Russia. And uh, not to mention you can't like just have... A pilot hop in one airplane versus the other and be perfectly checked out, ready to fly a fighter jet. That's just that, that's not how that works. Not anymore. <laughs> this is this isn't the Memphis Bell anymore, right? Like, uh, they can't go in there with five six hours of, of ground school and, and take off. But it's yeah, this whole thing's turning into a fast mess. So, long story short, it's going to come to a head within a week and it'll be over soon because I mean they're pretty much on their own. So the article that I read about the. Uh the pilots there, that's wrong? That They're not going to do that? 100% wrong. The the okay. Polish government came out and said that that's totally wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, that's half the, the fun of all the... Yep. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, first of all, the U.S. would be stupid to do that because they're, they're basically telling Poland to get rid of jets with, like, maybe $5 million in exchange giving them, you know, $75 million airplanes. So it's yeah. a huge loss for the U.S., 
Um, you know, not since at least World War II have we actually given that much material support to a third country to fight somebody else, like you know, the U.S. did for Britain against Germany. Um, and not only that, but yeah, nobody can hop on a new airplane type and go, so that's not going to happen. Well, hey, anyway. that makes sense. Plus, they don't want to get involved right now, right? Well, and I think Poland wants to maintain some sort of defensive posture, so why would they yep. give up their piles that are experienced, uh, the, the planes that the experienced pilots are experienced on versus planes that they've never touched before? Yeah. And expect to maintain a deterrent against Russia when they, they're actually Poland surrounded on two sides by Belarus and a little tidbit of Russia that slept over from World War II. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I will agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why where some of these people come up with these. It's like actually, it's government officials come up with these stories too, right? Like when uh, Lindsey Graham earlier this week was saying that, you know, he's hoping somebody would take out Putin. Like, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> Didn't the CIA get in shit for trying to off Castro many times with exploding cigars and everything else uh, back in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a powerful pull from that. Yeah. Oh, no, they were trying everything. There were uh, six different, different ways to try and assassinate Castro. It didn't work. And as soon as it was found out, the UN just went hardcore on those people for like trying that because you can't assassinate a head of state you're not at war with. So, or at least uh, advocate for it. Yeah. Pierre in yeah, the live chat says he's Pierre. ready to go. <laughs> he says My he's watched Top Gun a hundred times. Yeah. My brother and I have watched that quite a few times as well. That Okay, he can hop in a pilot seat and I'll be the Rio and let's go to war. Yeah. <laughs> he's got tone. He's got tone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Do that. Be no fun whatsoever. <laughs> Although actually there has been some good uh, footage coming out of there that's actually looks legit. I, I'm hoping it's from this week. It might be recycled from previous years, but where you can see like the, they're actually putting some of those anti-aircraft missiles to, to use. <laughs> now Zelensky, the pre- uh, president of Ukraine, prime minister of Ukraine, whatever, he came out and admitted that so far the only thing that he uh, received as of three days ago was 10,000 gallons or... I, think it was I thought gallons. it was barrels. Barrels, whatever. Uh, yeah. diesel fuel. He hadn't gotten anything else from any other country yet. And yet all these countries are saying, well, this is what we're going to send them. And, mm-hmm. But it sounds like these could have some more replacement missiles on the way, so hopefully they show up in time to make a difference. But Yeah. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the uh, the whole, we don't know if the photo is from like current time or another time. That's kind of making the, the whole media uh, and getting through what's true and what's not. That's making things a little bit tricky as well, because no dates on the photos how do you tell when they were or when they were taken or when they weren't and it's, yeah uh, it's a lot of fun uh trying to get through the all the media that's being posted right now it's who knows the, right who knows what side's the, right the, what side's wrong and yeah so the so one the, video of uh supposedly it was a russian aircraft being shot down over a lake and the pilot ejected you could see his chute he was coming down nice and slow to hit the water and now you're telling me that that's not true at all and everybody's just lying to me over here yeah it depends on who you ask the Soviets yeah. have air superiority some people say that they're having a real tough time it's just like oh man but so the one video I did I don't know if you guys looked at that one I sent on discord but uh, for the listeners I, I put like a fairly descriptive video is that fair on uh, on discord that was pretty gory actually and uh, but it's the veracity of it, see how real it was, and if it was like something from recent times. But it brought us some interesting prepper questions. To the fact that, like, so after a battle rolls through your little town, what do you do with all that stuff? So you've got, you know, spent brass, which is good for me. I, I'd go around and collect up all that for sure. But then you've got bodies to deal with, uh, leftover equipment that's either on fire or maybe it's uh, intact or not. Uh, the Ukrainian government is so far as to put out something saying, "Don't worry if you uh, if you seize equipment, we won't consider it income. So go ahead and seize it and you know keep the fight up." <laughs> yep, which I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, just to maintain your everyday, I guess, preparedness and and keep the supply chain going in your old little town. If you've got a bunch of blocked burning vehicles in your town, you know you're gonna have to come together as a as a neighborhood and clear these streets afterwards because. Soldiers aren't going to do it for you afterwards and clean up their mess. And yep. then you've got bodies rotting in the street, as we saw in that video. So now you've got disease to worry about. And, you know, whether it be, you know, insect-borne or just, you know, just from bacterial 
stuff with the bodies and everything else. If, you know, it's going to affect your water supply if you let it go into the drains and all of the stuff. It's, uh, yeah, real world problems now, right? So, sure is. Yeah. So far, we've learned this week that we need to get a shortwave radio. Yep. Uh, neighborhood cleanup team. Uh, Iodine tablets. I need to go over there. And oh, get good some, luck. I need to start some brass collection uh, bees over there. And then, uh, yeah, iodine tablets. Like, we, yeah, so the nuclear plant thing. So how many people did you contact this or contact you this week, Eric, for uh, iodine pills? I have had all kinds of emails for, you know, EMP protection. What do I do in case a nuke goes off? Where can I get these tablets, the iodine tablets? It's, uh, the inbox hasn't stopped. It's been interesting. And... Yeah. You're welcome. Good luck finding good luck finding iodine tablets anywhere. Well, late too, right? So I mean, like a day late did a lot of short for a lot of these people that you know. Are oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, the time to worry about that was a long time ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, you know, if it if it does melt down in in the Ukraine, it's not gonna well immediately affect us here, anyways, to the point where it's lethal or anything else. And I can't I do so much, right? They only uh, work with radioactive iodine versus like. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's the other type? It's uh, there's another starts with a C, uh, cesium. Um, yeah, the cesium problem that affects your liver. So, yeah, it's only one of many problems, right? Yeah, but everybody thinks that's the solve all solution, right? So everybody's stockpiling it right now. Yeah. So yeah, my supplier's got a big warning up on their page right now, going, "Yep, yeah, nope, don't, don't even try, just don't." <laughs> yeah. So what I mean. Yeah. Another takeaway I think from this week is too is don't rely on outside help. Like you know, again, wipe mm-hmm. your own behind because you know, not only did not real help didn't show up, but also like even the UN Security Council, so they were expecting the Security Council to denounce Russia and you know say bad boy, you better stop now. Well, Russia's got a seat on it and they can veto it. So they put forth this this motion to denounce Russia and make them you know cease and desist. And Russia's like veto done, and that was the end of it. Which. Yep. Shows you the efficacy of the UN to begin with, but also, I mean, the fact is that yeah, don't rely on somebody else to solve your immediate problems. It's yeah. You suggesting that you should prepare for your own, uh, your own stuff, and be able to look after yourself in a crisis? Is it's that what erratic, you're suggesting? It is a radical no, but that's wild. Does that mean you should test your stuff when you get it too? Whoa, 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 whoa! No, hold test, on. Test your gear. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> You're going to use it up faster that way. Let's <laughs> uh, got a comment in the in the live chat here from uh, Rock and Ryan Olson. It says, uh, "Listening from Northern BC, love your podcasts. So thank you for all your efforts. Uh, Synergy. Almost have listened to them all, or all have listened to all of them. So." Uh, appreciate that and apologize for the first i don't know like 15 or so pretty rough yeah the first half of this one for god's sake and the first half you know what we just had to go back to our roots for a little while all right it it is what it is yeah northern yeah right on yeah that's good stuff hopefully these gas prices aren't as bad as the rest of ours yeah we were actually over two dollars a liter briefly there in victoria i think and then i think we're at 189.9 where i am at home right now but yeah ouch yeah, it's the gas prices are not helping things. I think. Well, I'm in Ottawa right now, and I think it's one eighty nine nine here too. So, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Nope. Not cheap. No. No, nope, not surprising. Uh, but I mean, again, that's the the downstream effects of these sanctions, right? If you start causing yep. a ripple in the supply chain of petroleum, which is just in time worldwide. Yep. Um, yep. That's going to be a problem until things get re- rejigged and rehandled, I guess. And heaven forbid we open up pipelines or wells here. But no, no, no. Okay. Come on. Common sense is not allowed. <laughs> no. I thought you banned them at the door. Something like that. <laughs> so, what else did we miss? I uh, I had a few notes there, but they kind of was off offline for about five minutes. But I think you cleaned up our butcher job. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we haven't mentioned carbon monoxide yet. Oh, we're going to do that for Alan. Well, okay. So. If there is a battle in your town, and if there's yep. fires in the streets and stuff, and you get your the odd house on fire, when you go running into the building to save Grandma or Baba, as as they're saying over in Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, and Guido, the Grandma, uh, you need to go in there and make sure you have oxygen, portable oxygen, like well, air, should I say, not oxygen, uh, to avoid carbon monoxide poisoning. It's a great idea. 
And you said that oddly, just how Alan would say it. <laughs> just saying. You cut that well, too, still, did you? I didn't still, lower the voice, and I the camera is off. Correct. Still pretty sure you're one one in the same people. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Getting closer and closer to proving that theory. Yep. Don't worry. It's 152 episodes. We'll we'll prove it eventually. <laughs> Even though there's multiple episodes with both of you on the show, but. That's don't it. worry about that. That's fake news. Yeah. That's one of those deep fakes. Don't worry. Yeah, about yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> the wonders of computer technology. Exactly. Yeah. Split personality. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Denny. Uh, Denny <laughs> called it out. Split personality. <laughs> Good call, Denny. <laughs> well, I could just be like, uh, what was that guy on Split? Was it? He had like twenty-eight personalities or something. And mm. yeah, it could happen. Yeah. Good. Ooh. Rock and Ryan's in Fort St. John. Actually, a very nice town. Very, very actually prairie-like. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly flat for BC. I wonder if T-Bag Annie's is still a thing over there. That's actually a restaurant, not a sex maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do I have to check the explicit box now for no, this episode, too? Just, just to make sure I'm clear on that, T-Bag Annie's is not anything. <sighs> Ian, what you do on your own time when you're not on the podcast is, yeah. is your thing, all right? I think the wife would have a problem if I T-Bagged Annie, so... <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> this went downhill real quick. Well, I, I need him on the show, so. I... <laughs> oh jeez. Well, on that note. Yeah. Let's say maybe we'll move into the podcast challenge that has nothing to do with tea bagging. I hope. Uh, no. Okay, so podcast sounds for this week. I know it sounds like we came about it in a roundabout kind of sort of way, but. Try to find a third-party information source to verify the information that you're either spreading or acting upon because holy doodle, trying to get the straight word out of any story nowadays is tough. So, mm-hmm. you know, put on your VPN and uh, try and find somebody that, you know, actually India surprisingly has been very good about some of their stories because um, mm. I think they're one of those countries that kind of straddles the, the, the gap between the U.S. and Russia and they, they try and maintain good relations with both countries. Uh, they've been just brutal with both sides about some of their stuff, so it's actually been pretty good. Times of India, I think, is one of the ones I've been looking at lately. They've been they've been really good, so good to know. You have to look that up. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, who had the uh, upcoming event? Uh, I put annual peppers meat in there. Well, you so, go for that one. I'll, I'll yeah. cover probably Darius's then. So if uh, if anybody is interested, uh, July seventh to the tenth. Uh, Desboro, Ontario. The annual Peppers Meet is firing back up this year. Uh, so you can check out uh, annualpeppersmeet.com or you can flip them an email at info at ontariopreppers.ca and that's uh, info at ontariopreppers.ca. Uh, it's always a good time. I've gone out for the last couple of uh, of gatherings there before uh, before COVID. I'm hoping to make it out to this one as well to do a quick, uh, quick talk about, uh, I know, shocking. You ready for this? Radios. Um, so... <laughs> so hopefully she get out there but uh yeah if you got uh you got some time in uh, in july the uh, 7th to 10th come check it out i've been waiting for the dates of that to come up i want to go down and check that out at least once yeah, it's a good go lots of good people lots of good information and uh some good fun too um, you know you can sit around have a couple of couple of drinks around the fire at night and talk to all kinds of people with all kinds of experience and everybody's willing to share their information too which is good Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one here, April fifteenth, uh, coming up. Uh, yeah, it's a little over a month away. Uh, Gunshowtrader.com. It's the Calgary Easter Gun Show in Calgary, Alberta, of course. And um, yeah, the website is in the show notes, or it will be soon, as soon as we post up the YouTube video. And uh, yeah, it looks like gun shows are back being a thing, so that's good. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. And I don't mean Eric showing off his biceps. Not bad. <laughs> You beat me to it. Yeah. And we got to put that behind a paywall. Yeah, so that's, that's right. a good show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so deal of the week. See, Cabela's has uh, 50% off some ear protection. Yeah, so uh, it is active noise cancelling. Walkers, Razor, oh. Patriots. Um, they have an audio input jack versus Bluetooth. But not bad. But 50% off. Holy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good deal. At the very least, uh, not just good for the gun range, but also good when the Russians roll through town and they break out the fifties or the, you know, the missiles or something. Oh boy! 
that mean you're going to listen to some music on there when the tanks roll through so you can't hear them? Yeah. Or you Plausible memorize, deniability. Memorize the new national anthem that you're going to be required to sing. You know, at that point, <laughs> you know. yep. uh, we do have a quick question here in the uh, the live chat from uh, Rock and Ryan Olson about uh, if we've tried glassing eggs yet. That would be me. Yes, I did. Uh, and uh, successful. Good for about, well, I let it go as far as nine months before we started to get a little bit concerned. And yeah, worth doing. I'm questioning if you've listened to all the episodes now. Yeah, clearly. I think I mentioned it yeah. about three or four times. <laughs> but the, oh, it's not, it's pickling lime is the common name, but the, the actual name, I'm going to have to look it up, but we've got a big bag of it. Uh, you can pay, I think it's 20 bucks for a little tiny little bag of pickling lime on uh, Amazon. Or you can go to the feed store and get the exact same stuff, which I can't remember the chemical name for it, honestly. Like uh, calcium carbonate or something. Anyways, but I'll, I can tell you by next week. And uh, a giant, like, 50-kilo bag of it is, like, $12. So, uh, hmm. which would be good for more than a lifetime or six. So, <laughs> if you want to do glass eggs, look at your feed store first once you figure out what it is. Or once I get back to you on that. But it's, it's definitely worth doing and it's shelf-stable, no refrigeration required. So simple, even I can do it. Or Eric. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no, it's good, especially during like if he's anything like me, the egg production just got ramped up from almost nothing to like full steam ahead in about two weeks here. So, um, it's definitely time to start storing extra eggs, especially if you know things escalate, right? Yep. As soon as the snow starts melting a little more around here, I'm gonna build some chicken coops and go and see uh, Alex. Nice, he was on a, a, a while back there. I met him. At his place, and he's got a nice little setup. Hopefully, he's going to sell me some chickens, some layers, and I want to try glassing some for the winter to see how that works out. Very nice. Yeah, let's put it in a dark closet somewhere. Yep. It's not relatively cool, not next to the fireplace. That's bad. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah, so I've heard. All right. Uh, so we'll move into shout outs real quick. Uh, shout out to Ian for jumping in and saving the episode. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh-huh i will give a shout out to uh, john uh who sent us an email about the bbc and the uh, shortwave radio transmissions i just forgot mm -hmm. to give a hat tip on that one awesome so uh email itunes reviews the inbox was empty it's been a sad quiet week yeah, yeah, but yeah. hey it is what it is yeah hey so with that, I'll bring uh, episode number 152 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app, assuming they don't decide to cut us out after that horrible first 20 minutes or so. Uh, please help us out, submit a review. It does help other people find us. We record these shows. We do record these shows live on Facebook and on YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Canadian Prepper Podcast and click the notifications tab. Gives you an alert when we're going live. You can contact me at batbradcpp.gmail.com. All right. You oh, can a new you. email. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very apropos. Uh, <laughs> you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. You can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast. I'm getting back on there regularly now. Uh, on iTunes and YouTube, recording Monday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also on the Discord chat for both CPPs, a bit of a meme lord on that one. And uh, email if you want an invite. So you can find us discussing why government waste in society has me fantasizing of all the scrounge brass opportunities. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, link is also in the live chat uh, here for the Discord. Uh, you can uh, get me on the live chat at rapidsurvival.com. Uh, oh, okay, stop. Oh, Don't, okay. Uh, oh, oh, the, you're wife, back? The, wife, the wife finally texts me now and says, it's hydrated lime for the uh, the glass. Ah. It's like <laughs> hydrated time, lime. honey. Thank you. There you go. Hopefully, there you missed go. that that Annie's comment earlier on, or else I'm in deep trouble. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, hydrated lime for glassing eggs. All right, so, there we you, go. Now you can sign off. Now, now I can sign off. Are you sure? Yeah, sure. Should, sure? Should we wait a second to find out if she uh, hears about Annie? Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to check out rapidsurvival.com? You can get me there on the live chat, and uh, if not, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, so thanks everyone for joining us this evening. 
Uh, we'll find out if Ian survives his comment about Annie if he shows up for the next episode. Uh, until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep learning. <laughs>